about to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Thank you, Lord, for this place that's dedicated to your service, dedicated to your kingdom, advancing your kingdom, dedicated to blessing your name, sanctifying your name. We thank you that they understand that the word Aliyah is part of that. They get that Aliyah, the return of the Jewish people to the promised land, is part of fulfilling your Bible, fulfilling your plan, and they're part of it, and not forgotten, but are central to your plan. Amen. It's something not everybody knows, the word Aliyah. Some people say, I couldn't quote an Aliyah scripture to save my life. Uh, I could quote John 3.16, which is a wonderful, wonderful verse. But verses like Isaiah 49, which talk about the nations will gather. The nations will gather the Jewish people, bring them to the promised land. As part of something God is doing, those who are desirous of returning, they're going to be helped by the hands and feet of the greatest Galilean Yeshua. That's how we say Jesus in, uh, in that part of the, in that neck of the woods. So, uh, <laughs> so I wanted to talk to you about redemption and how I believe re we are in a redemption story right now. And there's different things I shared in different places. I shared this in another place, but I want to share it again because we're in a redemption story. And it's important to know that even throughout all the crazy and COVID and this and that, does God still have a plan? Yes. Okay, are we part, do we belong to God? Yes. So are we part of that plan? Yes. yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And in this redemption story, it's not always easy. You know, I was telling, I was saying the best of times are not the best of times for really refinement and preparation. If you're just at Disneyland, you're not necessarily getting refined and laser focused on what God wants. Nothing wrong with Disneyland. But, uh... <laughs> I've never been, but um, maybe I'll go next time. But anyway, back to the point is that God wants to refine us, to take us there together. Not everyone just on their own. Bring us together. There's a strong word of that we were getting is, he who gathers not with me scatters. He who gathers not. There's a lot of scattering going on, but there is at the same time as darkness, there's the same time there's a gathering together. And there's even a gathering together to Israel of Jewish people, too. Yeah, there's, for whatever reason, maybe it's because it's 700 times in the Bible, but there's just this return, like those guys on that YouTube, they're singing, we are home, we are home. Yeah, and I don't know what's the deal, why they say, I feel like a, a, how the turtle was hatched at one shore out of the little egg, and then they swim the seven seas. And at one point, it's like returning to that place of origin. And one day, they're going to say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Baruch haba b'shem Adonai. Anyone know how to say that? Baruch haba b'shem Adonai. And then Yeshua returns. But some people are like, well, Yeshua, Yeshua will return right now. Well, there's work we got to do. Everyone's saying, I want to go to heaven. I want to go to heaven. I want to be in heaven. But God's like, 
I want you to stay there because I have work for you. When it's time, you'll come to heaven. Just, okay, right now I want you to, that's why I invented healing. I invented a way to keep you there. <laughs> Not because he doesn't love us, because we have work to do. So I invented a way to keep you there to do some work, please. No, we don't like work time. You got the wrong crowd. I'm like, no, <laughs> it's good. It's kingdom work, okay? It's kingdom work is good work. So there's also a supernatural joy, boop, in the redemption. There's supernatural joy that we have available to us because, okay, I'll get into it in a second, but let's see if we can click this. Go click for a second to the, that next arrow. Go to the uh, that one there just once and it'll start. And now, now it'll work from my end. Yep. Boom. So in the Bible, there's this, there's this saying. I'm just going to put this pick away. Boop. So I don't forget it. <laughs> there is a Galilean. Now you've met a Galilean. There's the Galilean, Yeshua, from the Galilee, Israel, where I live. And he talks about a time where there's going to be a separation of nations. That Some of those are called goat nations. They don't listen to the shepherd. Then there's sheep nations on the right hand that listen to the shepherd. The sheep nations are good. They enter into the joy of the Lord. The goat nations don't do that. You know this story? It's in the, it's in the, it talks about it in Matthew chapter 25 at the end of time. But now's the time of deciding, are we a goat nation or are we a sheep nation? At the end, we get that little transition to reward. And so I believe this is the time of fulfilling the, the Matthew 25, verse 31 mandate. Now, some people say, what are you talking about? What does it have to do? Well, it has to do with a redemption first inside as an individual, which leads to a redemption nationally. There's individually... And then there's a national redemption story where the whole nation is a sheep nation. And I couldn't believe it when I, when I said, wow, you mean to say that here in Florida is where Truman, President Truman, first, uh, I mean, he was, his house is down there at the, near the, uh, in the Keys, Key West. Okay. After 11 seconds of Israel's rebirth, he's, he says, in so many words, I've been to Sunday school. I know that God will gather them once again. I've been waiting this for this for a long time. Yes, America stands with you guys forever. And then I thought, how amazing. That guy's in, he's from Florida. You know, that's, this is like the Galilee of the United States right here. And uh, <laughs> I think Galilee's the best place. But, um, and so, and then I'm like, wow, there is a connection which has stayed all these years. Now, 73 years connection has been very strong. We just had all of our, um, it's called the Iron Dome, depleted. You know, the Iron Dome. So it got depleted and then America says, we'll help you to stay there and not die. So that's amazing. So I'm like, this is definitely a sheep nation. So then this, this little thought came to my mind that some people are like thermometers and they're saying, the room's a little too cold. I wish someone would turn on some heat. The room's a little too hot. I wish someone would turn on an air conditioning. You know, and they can measure the temperature. Okay? But we need to be thermostats. You know, the difference between that is, everyone knows, thermostat knows how to measure, but then it knows how to enact redemptive action. It, it will take that action, not waiting for someone else. It's going to step in there and do something. That is what God wants us to do, is to do something. Do what? Well, part of it, you're going to see. This is Israel. Guess which part is the Galilee? Is this the Galilee? 
That's Jerusalem. Is this the Galilee? Yes, this is Sea of Galilee. Indeed, my house is right over there. That's my house. I hope they're not looking into the laser. It's not good in the Galilee. Um, and that's the Galilee. This is where the agriculture is. This is where um, all the good stuff is. God has a heart for redemption. Do you know that? God loves redemption, and it's Israel and the nations. Got to be together because we're in this olive tree. You know how the Bible talks about an olive tree? You ever talk, hear about that? And there's a grafting in of you guys into a olive tree whose roots are there. And there's a grafting in together. And, and people talk about that. I get that. But I, I say, look, we need to see some olives on this tree together. See some fruit on this tree or else it's just a philosophical Plato-like, Aristotle-like Oh, I'm smart. I understand something. No, we, we just got to be doing stuff. Yeah, like he said, getting our hands dirty. Yeah, I was a carpenter. I was a waiter. I was a mover. Um, I wasn't raised in like going to churches or something. Just a regular person. But God has actually shown me and confirmed that he's behind what's going on in his neighborhood. He's actually confirmed that getting to meet some world leaders and stuff, and it's kind of crazy. <laughs> but there we are, just humble Galileans. There's me, Chaim. This is Nadav Neria, Katanchik. And then, of course, Deanna. There, these guys are in Canada right now for a quick visit to her family. And there's Matia, team leader, and little buddy, Hadar. Mm -hmm. And I miss them. But this is where we live, Sea of Galilee. And do you know that... Yeshua had to live in the Galilee to fulfill prophecies. That's why I keep talking about prophecies. He's like, I want to do those prophecies. Do you know that you can do a prophecy or more than one? Do you know, do you know this? I didn't know this all my life. That there's prophecies that we can do. We can, be, we can fulfill a prophecy in the Bible, an ancient prophecy. Because now is the time that all the prophets dreamed of when things would start to come to pass. These guys are probably in heaven saying, hey, Amos, or Amos, how do you say Amos? Amos, we say Amos, whatever. Uh, Yerubiahu, Jeremiah. Bro, look what, look what these guys are doing. They're beginning to effectuate the prophecies that God told us to write down. They have our words there in their Bible, and they're seeing it happen. What do you think, Isaiah? Ah, uh, well, you interrupted me. I was just enjoying a little flying around here, but... Um, <laughs> If you ask me what I think about it, I think it's amazing that they're seeing that God is true. Because we wrote this a long time ago, and now it's happening. So there's no question if God's real or if God's true, because it's 100% exactly. If, if you, what did you write? I wrote, there'll be vines on the mountains of Samaria. Well, there's vines on the mountain of Samaria. Well, I wrote, there'll be children again in the streets of Jerusalem playing. Well, that's what we see right there. Well, I said, th there will be... Uh, you know, they'll return from all the nations that I scattered them. Well, there they're returning. Even Chaim down there. Okay, so <laughs> all, the, all these parables that God talked about were redemptive in nature. 24 parables, and there's more in the Apocrypha, but 24 parables, Galilean parables of a redemption story. Think about the coin, the, the widow, remember? She's like, has this coin, and then she loses it. And God wants to talk about the finding of what was lost. What about the sheep? Remember, out in the night, by itself, Yeshua's like, let me tell you about the kingdom. It's this redemption, prodigal son, 
so on and so forth. It's, it's this redemption stories. We're in a redemption story. It's not about everything being all perfect. So I brought you guys in the back over there the Aliyah scriptures. So you, this is just a starter of the 700. Okay, so this is 64. There's 700 of them. And they talk about this gathering, this return of the Jewish people to the promised land. And it's, it's proving God's name and his plan for you to be true because his word's true, right? So um, they're all over. And uh, so we're reading these as a family because we were born in the United States. And I was born in Oregon, and we were born all over. We were the wandering Jews, all eight of us. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, love that. And so I have the two passaportos. Yeah, the Israeli and the uh, American. Oh, that wasn't it. <laughs> the Israeli and the American, anyway. So, so I'm an American as well. And my dad's reading these, and he's saying, hey, children, look, one day God is going to call us to go back to the ancient homeland. I'm like, you say back like we've been there. I've never been on a plane. And he said, well, it's, it's the promise to our ancestors, and God says you will return there. So it's like a return because we used to be there in our great, 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 great grandpa or more. <laughs> and so I said, well, when are we going to do that? And how and when? And I tell the story to a lot of people, but because it's just changed my life. And this guy walks into our meeting and he says, hi, uh, I have, he had this long white hair, long white beard. And he says, hi, uh, my name is Zebulun. I'm not from around here, but I came with a sign for this, for this family of 80, you guys. We brought a sign and I just, got, I can't get away from this. God wants me to publicly give you this so I was. Th I remember saying to my dad, could, th could it be like a fleece? Maybe it's like a wet, you know, sheep's wool or a dry one or something weird. And I'm like, what's he going to do? And he, he says, come to the front. My dad comes to the front and he's like, hold out your hands. My dad holds out his hands and he just says, boom, and he put a satchel of gold coins in my dad's hands. He said, this is for your alia. I was like, what? How does anyone even know and as someone who's not Jewish to even care about a Jewish person going to a historic homeland, it just seems so strange. My dad said, there's our sign, we're going. Amen. And we're like, oh, so we gotta sell the farm, we gotta sell the, the cars, we had uh, animals, and I had a horse, um, it was really nice. I was 15 then, and now I'm 37. But uh, So all that time ago, tw like over 20 years ago, over two decades, we were realizing that these were true because suddenly all this, this passion, emotion started to well up. I don't know, how many of you here have been to Israel before? Okay, we'll get, we'll get you guys all there. Don't worry. <laughs> and we'll show you the insider's, local's perspective of what God is doing in this time and how it connects to Florida. Okay, how this, fan, how this bridge is real and strong. Yes, it's a, it's a bridge. And um, so we got there and people are kissing the ground and crying, we're home and stuff. And I thought this is, and I felt it too, really emotional and tears and stuff. And so I realized it's not easy to live there. That isn't the 4th of July, <laughs> although it looks like it. This is some of the, the uh, sometimes I'll, my wife will call, what are you doing in the army now? Because I'm a master sergeant. Just asking the neighbors to keep it down. Don't worry, just asking the neighbors to keep it down. And then she's like, oh, you mean it's war. <laughs> so it's not like music. It's sometimes rockets will be fired. And you think about it, and I, and I, I thought about this a long time. 
And I said, why are Christians getting killed in Nigeria? Are they not stopping at the red lights? Are they not paying their taxes? What would cause a Christian to be killed in Nigeria? What did they ever do? You know, what would cause um, Israel to be attacked? What is, it, what is it with the followers of Yeshua where the enemy, it just, because the enemy can read that Yeshua will land his feet over there. If that place is no more, then the Bible's not true. That's just one of the things. If that place is gone, then the Bible's not true. So this, so I said, man, it's kind of hard to live there sometimes. Wow. And uh, it's not just that. How do I learn the language? And uh, so on. And so people are like, uh, it takes time. How do I, how do I study? How do I, um, what do you call that? Do the um, rental agreement. How do I have to be trained for the army? Oh my goodness. You know, they don't all believe in Yeshua. In fact, there's a very small amount that believe. Wow, what do I do about that? And will they accept us? We believe in Yeshua. Oh my, maybe they won't. You know, a lot of questions. There we are at the, but we're here to dispel all that dark cloud. We're here to do what we can, that is. We can't do everything. We're here to do what we can to try to help those we can together. Because it's going to make God happy, and it's, I believe, part of the sheep nation status. Part of it, I believe. Mm-hmm. There I am, Master Sergeant. Some wars I've been in. And there I am, and I was ordained, and there's the Jordan River. Some people like to get married right on the Jordan River, or redo their vows. Yes, and a brief thing is we, there was a ministry that we felt led to start where we'll house immigrants. So people who have no place to go, because Matthew 25, again, didn't he say, um, well, was it Matthew 24, where he says, in so much as you've done it to the least of these, my brethren, my family, these guys are my family, you've done it to me. And had no place to go, you took me in. That's one of them. Needed some clothes, you made a distribution center. You had, so we just thought, let's do practically. Needed some food, you gave me some food. I have a feeling at the end of time, I got a feeling about this, when Yeshua is doing that sheep nation, goat nation thing, part of that's going to be say because he, he says, when did we even do that? I don't remember doing that. It's not like, you know, and then he's like, right there, you did it unto me. So that's what we have. I'll show you a little video for 30 seconds about... The Aliyah Return Center was founded to help the sons and daughters of Abraham in making their Aliyah, their return to the Promised Land, while at the same time educating nations from across the globe to the biblical significance of supporting Aliyah and being trained as ambassadors for Israel, practically applying the prophetic scriptures. Throughout the years as a charity, we've been able to help thousands of immigrants return and be integrated into this land by providing them complimentary lodging and a whole lot more. To find out more and to participate, go to aliyahreturncenter.com today. I just love how the nations that come will bring their flags and they'll bring their colors. For me, in the Galilee of the Nations, it's a picture of heaven because it says all the languages, all the nations will be there with God rejoicing. But the enemy doesn't like this, does he? The enemy wants to attack this. The enemy wants to shut down anything God's doing, whether it's family devil doesn't like it. Whether it's oh, just gathering together and worshiping, the devil doesn't like it. Whether it's living in Israel, the enemy doesn't like it. And the enemy wants to go against God's plan. And when people go against God's plan, they build up 
a cup of wrath. They fill up a cup of wrath. And it says, surely all the wicked of the earth must drain and drink down its dregs. There is actual, remember the Amorites? There was a cup that filled up and it poured out judgment. The Babylonians, the Persians, it talks about it in the Bible 10 times. The, all these people who came to rise up, even the Romans, even the Babylonians, and this cup was poured out. I was talking with some people, and I was saying, have you ever seen Indiana Jones before? Remember, there's that cup, the Holy Grail. For some, it was judgment. For some, it's eternal life. We found the cup of eternal life. Do you know that in this room? It was at a Jewish Passover that it was raised, okay, by an immortal, okay? <laughs> and in, in a Jewish feast, this cup was raised, the cup of eternal eternal life, the cup of immortality. Cortez, we found it. You can stop looking. You know? It is the Holy Grail. And it, it, why is it? Because it's a cup of redemption. That's what it's called, a cup of redemption. It redeems us from our sins. We don't have to drink down the wrath if we will receive this redemption. Do you know that the Bible talks about Redemption being also the Jewish people coming to the land of Israel. Yes, that's part of the redemption story. It's there in the Bible. I'm not making this up. It's part of the redemption story. What makes you happy? What makes you guys happy? Good time at Orlando, at what is it called? Universal? Uh, good time, uh, good wife's cooking, time with the family, enjoying life. Imagine... Imagine what makes God happy. Can you imagine how much greater that happiness is than any shadow picture we have on this dimension? Imagine how, what makes God happy, the rejoicing in heaven. Can you just even fathom? I know you can't imagine that, but because you even know the tabernacle was a picture of another tabernacle, the real one. That He's like, Moses, can you make what you see in another dimension? So the real happiness is way, way greater and you know what makes God happy? I'll tell you. Redemption. The redemption we're in makes God happy. That finding of that coin, that redemption makes God happy. It says it right here. I tell you, there's more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99. It's that, it's that redemption story. God could have... In a second, I'll talk about that. So, Isaiah 35. Those who the Lord has redeemed will return... And enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them. And sorrow and sighing will flee away. I'm seeing this every day. Like I just talked about that when they're kissing the ground and the crazy joy is on people. I don't know why. But I'm seeing these verses happen exactly. And a lot of people said, you know, Haim, I've never even heard of one of these verses happen. I never even knew these were there. And so I'm just like, guys, we're in a Bible story right now together. We're part of a great redemption. We're, don't let the devil steal our joy. We're part of something bigger than us, even bigger than our countries. Part of something that God is doing. So, God could have chose, you know, some people that are less, how do you say, balagan. Um, uh, the Jewish people, I, don't, I would have probably chose the Norwegians or maybe the Swedish. They have the IKEA. They're very organized. Everything's... <laughs> The, the roads are, there's a map for everything. <laughs> you know? 
But I can't explain why would God choose to exemplify himself. I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, those people. I'm the God of Israel. Why, why would he associate? Why not just say, I'm God, and that's it? But he didn't just say, I'm God, and that's it. He said, I am God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. See those guys? I'm going to show myself through them somehow. And I'm going to keep doing that. Why? It's kind of messy. Really messy, actually. But you know what? God's not afraid of messy. Was, is he afraid of messy? Is he afraid of messy in our life? Now, some people will actually say to me, they'll say, Chaim, but wait a second. Is Israel really that good? I mean, are they really that good? Is that really like heaven there right now? And, and I said, no, it's not. But did God choose you? Because he looked at, looked at everyone and he's like, this person's so good. This person's got it so good that I'm going to give him eternal life because he's so good. Is that how it was with, our, with any of our salvations? Quite the opposite. So that's the same redemption story happening in Israel right now. And it's just like that widow's coin. It's just like the lost sheep. It's just like the prodigal. There is this compassion. The father running and falls on his neck and says, I know it was messy. It's okay that it was messy. I saw you in the middle of the mess and I pulled you and I'm giving you the ring still. I still got the, the, still got the waiters and I still got the chef on standby. Isn't that beautiful? It's the joy of the Father to redeem individually. But not, I'm not just talking about individually. I'm talking about nations. Something different. It's nation. The nation of Israel. I know. It's kind of crazy. But it's true. Now, I wanted to quickly talk about some types of redemption because we're in this crazy COVID time. And people are saying, well, look, my, my family is going through a tough time right now. And my business is going through a tough time right now. And I don't know what you're talking about, cool hope, but like on practical level, I'm going through a tough time. You know who was going through a tough time? Naomi. She was trying to make her aliyah to Israel. And she was going through a really tough time. Her husband had died. And along comes this woman who's not Jewish called Ruth. You know the story? And she says... Can I help you and bring you to a quote unquote Ali every turn center? <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know if you've heard the story told this way. Uh, and then and then she's and she says, No, I'm good. Just just leave me alone. And she says, Oh, don't ask me to leave you alone. I'm going where you go, I go. Your God is my God, okay? It's the same God. And let even nothing but death will part us, you know. And then you see how even her land got redeemed and even her, the family got redeemed, right? Kinsman Redeemer. How many of us believe for our family? But we just have to be active in seeking first the kingdom. And part of that Sheep Nation task, team building exercise, I believe is Aliyah. But it starts with praying in it, praying for it, praying into it. There is another kind of redemption. Money. Yeah. Can't, but Haim, practically, we've gone through a tough time in the world. Okay. Can God restore what's been lost, what the locusts have eaten? Can God do that? Can God redeem that? It specifically says he can, and he's the redeemer of everything. So this is exciting for me to know that even as we were in a tough time in Egypt for 400 years, God says, in my unfailing love, you will lead the people you have redeemed. In your strength, you will guide them to your holy dwelling. 
there we were in Egypt building some realty over there. <laughs> and then God supernaturally, who thinks those miracles are not going to happen again in this time around where we're getting waves of, of people coming back for whatever reason at this period of history? There was a Red Sea that parted. There was bread from heaven. There was sun standing still. There was giants falling. There was, you name it. Will God not do that again as he's proving himself true and his word true? Even from sin. Yes, even from sin, God can redeem. Even from sin. And, and I just love that because some of us have been through it. And then we're like, you know, I don't know if I could be part of this plan, Chaim. We're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Hey, it says, I'll just read it. He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. What a promise. Being from Israel, it's ex I just read these and it's even more exciting because I'm like, but it's, it's the promise is true for all those who follow the Redeemer, right? Yeah. The redemption is real and it's true. Um, it just means a payment, a clearing of the debt, not like a credit card. Oh, don't worry. I'll buy you some more time. Here, let's let MasterCard help you out. Let's let Visa help you out. American Express help. No, this is a full clearing of the debt. Do you know that when that sacrificial system, credit card, covered something, there's still a payment that's needed. You ever think about that? It's not done with, let me just swipe on that. We just, this lamb and this goat. No, it's it's just a covering. But Yeshua actually redeemed and paid for it. That's what redemption means. This is what it means. The complete restart and, and the wiping of the slate clean to be fully involved in his plan without no hesitation, with no looking back. So that's that's good. Throughout this time, these these words have been strong in my heart throughout this whole COVID time um, about that God is refining and bringing us all to a greater righteousness, to live in a greater resurrection power where he's going to bring recompense and even a return to the Father, a return to the land, a restoration of what was, what was a redemption. If, if you sum it all up, these seven R's that, We've, I feel God has been talking about really redemption. It sums it all up in one word: redemption. It's it's part it's part of all that redemption. So, has you have you seen the chosen yet? Chosen. It's a fun. It's a fun. Really nice. A little artistic, but it's really nice, and it really gives a picture of life there. Kind of, it makes it more relatable, it, you know. And uh, but even for Peter, he's really famous in Israel. Peter. Well, guess what? He just denied Yeshua three times. But was he done his redemption process? Who thinks he was done his redemption process even at that dark, dark hour by the fire? No, because then right after that he goes fishing and then Yeshua shows up and says, Hey, do you love me? Yes, I do. Feed my sheep, okay? It's, the plan's still on. Wait, wait, do you really love me? Feed my sheep. Third time he asks him, he's very grieved. Very grieved. He just denied him just before that, three times. John 21. And then he's just so sad and grieved. And he's, he's then at that moment ready to go. He knows he's been redeemed and the plan's still on. I'm just saying, Florida, the plan's still on. Florida, the plan never stopped. And maybe Truman is where you could mark the beginning. Maybe before that. But it's, the plan's still on. All right? No matter how nice of a car someone has, or no matter how much money someone has, 
No one can possibly redeem or make ransom. Nobody can do it. Only through this, this Galilean guy over, over from Israel. Hmm, what in the world? Nobody can redeem unless they have this connection with the Galilean. We know in the Bible it talks about redemption is through a lamb. A lamb's blood redeems, you know, and, and if we don't want to redeem our, our property, our, then, then it goes to death. We are to break its neck if it will not be redeemed, right? And it even says, all of our children, we must redeem them. All of our firstborns, we must redeem them, right? Do you know that the Bible says that Israel is the firstborn, my firstborn? So it must be redeemed. And part of that process is you guys. Why do I carry this key with me? You know why I carry this key around? This little key? Do you know why? It's because I believe that there's an unlocking of redemption that's happening right now. And where someone says, this, there's no way, like the Red Sea, there's no way. Then I'm like, well, there is a way. God's going to make a supernatural way through and unlock a, a way through that we can't always see. And you guys have the key to unlocking our full redemption because it says the nations will provoke us to jealousy. That's what it says. And if you don't remember anything else from this whole time, I want you to remember that it says in Romans chapter 11, verse 11. One second. In Romans chapter 11, verse 11, it talks, there it is. Romans chapter 11, verse 11, it talks about this is the reason that salvation came to Florida says this, Romans chapter 11, verse 11. This is the reason salvation came to Florida, to make the Jewish people jealous. Isn't that the crazy, have you ever heard of that before? Yes, okay. How are you making Israel jealous? How, that's a challenge. I'm just going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you. We have been redeemed for a reason, not just to feel good. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, from all these bad curses, becoming a curse. He redeemed us for something. And uh, so I'm going to, I want to actually read Romans 11, verse 11 right here. But we got to be telling our story, you know. We got to be able to know that, others got to know that it's real. For my father-in-law, he was driving down the road. He's from Canada. And he was saying, Lord, I'll do anything you want. Just tell me, what is it you want from me? I'll go to the ends of the earth. Just tell me what you want from me. And just give me a sign. Same thing as our family. And he sees this license plate in front of him the whole time. And it says, R-O-M-1111. It's like, what in the world? Is, could that be in the Bible? Romans. Romans. For the whole time. Give me a, give me a sign, Lord. It's just like there the whole time. Okay. What does that say? Romans 11, verse 11. I'm going to read it. <laughs> it says, I say then, have they stumbled, the Jewish people stumbled, that they should fall? God forbid. But because of their fall, through their fall, salvation has come unto Florida to provoke them to jealousy, provoke Israel to jealousy. And it's not jealousy like, we're doing it better than you. We're better than you. That's not jealousy. It's you know, we are here to walk with you. Like, like Ruth. That's like, that's the Ruth picture. Some people think jealousy means we got, you guys are, you guys are dumb. I don't think, does that make you, <laughs> that's not how we do it. Um, and that's that key. That's that key right there. The key to this redemption story. And now some people are saying, but look, 
We're just praying for Yeshua to return right now. Just for him to return right now. Yeshua, come right now. Come now. And that's, that's fine. But it says in Acts, he must remain in heaven until the time comes for God to restore everything as he promised long ago through his holy prophets. If you read that list there, there's 700. Okay. If you read just 64, you can see that it says, Alia, Alia, Alia. They all said there's going to be a gathering. I think the church maybe forgot about that or something. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know what happened. They used to talk about this. Spurgeon, Wesley, you name any church father. They're talking about this. Even Luther, they're talking about this. But somehow along the way, I guess, it was just the time now of the unlocking of this revelation yet again. Uh, Isaiah 49. If you don't remember anything else, remember 1111. By the way, at 11 o'clock today, we had an amazing time. Today's the 11th. Anyway, Isaiah 49, thus says the Lord God, behold, I will lift my hand in an oath to the nations and set up my standard to Florida. Okay, I'll read it again. Thus says the Lord God, behold, I'll lift up my hand in an oath to Florida and I will set up my standard for Florida. And they will bring your sons in their arms and your daughters will be carried on there on the Floridians' shoulders. Did you ever read that before? It's, oh yeah, these guys have. <laughs> it's, it says right there that this is what, and that's what Truman did. That's what, that's, what, that's what America has done. And that's what makes America great, just so you know. Because they, they're like, we're founded on these values. We know this stuff. We're part of God's plan. And we're sticking with that. We're not going to let nobody steal our destiny or our sheep nation status. We're glad you're here, Chaim. We're doing it. Let's do it. What do we do? Oh, glad you ask. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm just going to jump right to this. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts. There's going to be some mighty acts. Was that way? The Bible's not done. There's some mighty acts. But it's not always easy. Look at Job. He's the big one that they wrote that song from. The My Redeemer Lives. You know that song? Da -na 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 testify. There's something. <laughs> I don't know the whole song. But it's a great song. And he's like, Because I know that my Redeemer lives. That's Job. What was he in the middle of? A pickle. A really hard time. That's... I would not want to go through what he went through at all. But he still knows that his Redeemer lives and is redeeming. That's the message which I'm saying. And we can't let the devil stop our joy. Now I'm going to show you something really quick about how Alia is part of the redemption process. This is our center in the Galilee. The Alia journey is a whole lot more than just a single event like getting a bus ticket, getting an airline ticket. Alia is an ongoing process. The Aliyah Return Center was founded in the Galilee for such a time as this, to offer practical, holistic support to Israel in their process towards a successful and enduring Aliyah. What's more, Christians learn more than theology. They gain hands-on experience in serving and working together for Israel. Return Ministries has been teaching Christians from around the world about taking prophetic action to help Jewish people to be returned and restored. Working together for Israel means supporting their return and their restoration or their absorption. 
We invite Christians from all over the globe to come. Join our discipleship and ambassador programs. Be part of a working community where we learn and serve to return his people and to settle them in the promised land. Christians already at this time are helping over 100 very needy Israelis and lone soldiers who don't have families here. We essentially are able to be their family. At its optimum, this center will be able to help 500 Israelis in need. While people of faith take action, we see these prophecies being fulfilled. As Christians engage in these works of righteousness here in the land, the Jewish community watches and relationships and trust, a foundation is being laid where we work together, serving the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, co-laboring you know, with his people as we do his will in his land. Please make your donation today. Your monthly gift is a commitment with us in blessing Israel, blessing God. The Aliyah Return Center. So it's real. This isn't just a story or this isn't just a philosophy like Aristotle or something. This is something real that God is doing and supernaturally um, continuing to do for about under a decade. And there are those in this room who are serving as well. And it's, it's a bringing together of the story, bringing together of the pieces. And what I want to do really fast, and we're going to wrap up right after this, is to show you a, a miracle, just like what happened to me when I made my Aliyah, just like what happened out of Egypt when, when our ancestors made Aliyah, just like what happened out of Babylon when King Cyrus sent, helped, helped us on our way. Look at this. This is In 2015, crazy. there was a gentleman that says, I have 10 white trucks that I want to donate to Israel to help the poor. But it came with a, a condition. You need to challenge Christians to give out of a love for God to bless Israel. So we started a campaign in Western Canada. And in 60 days, we did 100 meetings from West Coast of Canada to East Coast of Canada. And we were asking Christians to help support what God is doing here in Israel. And um, the most amazing thing happened. We watched Christians not only give money, but they began to give gold and silver. Now we asked for gold and silver and we said, well, we thought maybe they would give us the broken necklace. Maybe they would give an earring that was missing its match. Maybe old boyfriend jewelry. But we were blown away. We were literally in awe of what happened. People began to give us their greatest treasure. It, the only way I could explain it, it was like Moses asking for the Israelites to give gold and silver to build the temple. People gave their heirlooms, their mothers, their parents that have since passed away, their wedding rings. And, and every night we were seeing all this gold and silver and people were taking it off their bodies. I can't tell you, Brad, how many people took their wedding rings off and began uh, putting in our hands. Uh, and, and I'm going, you know, does your husband agree with this? Does your wife agree with this? Next thing you know, they would come. It was like a phenomenon that's still happening today. And it happens night after night after night in 2015. And we were left with a challenge. We, we were just going to melt this gold and silver down to, for money. But how can you take something that was more valuable than the gold and silver? It was the heart that gave it. 
It was treasure. So we didn't know what to do. We waited on the Lord for about three months and we sensed the Lord was saying to us, melt the gold down, but turn them into new rings. So what we did is we made what's called restoration rings and we put on it a passage of scripture out of Jeremiah 30 verse three, which says, I will restore all things to you. And last September, I brought a delegation of Canadians, almost 80 of us, 77, some Americans as well. And we came to Israel and we would go and I would take a Jewish person's hand and I would take the ring and I would put it on his finger. Many of them would, would then all of a sudden give me the hand where they have their wedding ring and they would put it on here. It was almost like God inside us was saying, I have a new covenant and I'm proposing. We, had, we saw it over and over again. In one meeting we did here, not too far from here in Tiberias, 100 Holocaust survivors came. We put a ring on every Holocaust survivor's finger, the tears that would come down. And, and we said, we know that these rings were taken off your fingers in, in Auschwitz, in Birkenau. And, and we're here to say this is just a token of Canadians, many Canadians love, because in the end, I have to say they tell me that retail, we had over $2 million worth of gold and silver given. Uh, melt value is uh, a couple hundred thousand dollars if we were to do it. So what we did is we started a new campaign. We said for $500, we will take your gold. You can either give us gold and silver or you can give us $500 and we'll make this ring. We'll give them pictures and books and tell them why people did this and we'll put events on in Israel. So we've been starting to do this since last September. Uh, coming this June, it's the 50th anniversary, 50 of Jerusalem. So we're giving them to Holocaust survivors in Jerusalem. And uh, I've got events that I'm even working with Orthodox Jews because they can't believe it. Because they themselves are saying, we haven't seen this since Egypt. We haven't seen it since Babylon. That the Gentiles are again giving gold and silver as the Jewish people make their aliyah, as they make their exodus, as they return. Um, of course, we're using the funds that come from these things to help support projects such as this uh, here at uh, Betzera, uh, here at the LA Return Center uh, near the Jordan River. Even in this short trip, just that I'm on right now for a few days, we were able to give a ring to a Holocaust survivor, and just and they and they can't believe that Christians they can't believe Christians care, which is so strange. I'm like, we're not in the Middle Ages anymore. There's no more church doing torture on you guys, you know. But it's because there was actually back in the day, uh, and and there is a love, a supernatural love, which is just going against what the devil wants to do. There's a, there's a push like just just kill them. See, that's the enemy, and just love them. That's God. See the difference? It's just, it's the two two kingdoms. Some people say, but Chaim, don't Jewish people have a lot of money? Okay, there's some that do. <laughs> but there are some that are coming out of Ethiopia, coming out of Belarus, coming out of northern India, coming out of all over Ukraine, just, just some in tatters. I saw this guy from France, just nothing. Uh, Brazil, tatters. And to be able to to 
not only help them with a food clothing shelter, I think that it's time to even help them with a Hebrew school. That's what we want to do right now, a Hebrew teaching school. Uh, but I'll get to that in just one second. We're wrapping up with things are going to get bad in Luke 21. Things will get bad. But when these things, earthquakes and all this stuff, when these things begin to take place, stand up, lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Let's just say that together. Redemption is drawing near. I believe that. It is. And this, these are signs. These aren't, this isn't something I, I this is real stuff. <laughs> this is signs of God's thing. To end and to close, you know, we're born. We're born again, and we are discipled, and then it's our duty to engage in redemptive actions in our community, in uh, our city, our, in our city, in our state capital, in our, you know, writing letters, doing redemptive actions, loving those who are in the redemptive process. It's not about on or off, you know, it's about process of redemption, we got to look at people as in a process of redemption. Do you know the disciples that Yeshua discipled? It took them a long time till they were fully redeemed. It was a process, you know? And that's my wife's book. You can go get that if you want on Amazon. It's too amazing. But I invite you to pray for what God's doing in Israel and have this bridge strong, first in prayer. I invite you to come. Join us on the ground. We'll show you. We'll, meet, we'll introduce you to all the people. As soon as you can, as soon as travel... Well, I want to invite you to come join our team. You can join the go to the prayer house. You can volunteer. You can bless. Yeah, you can certainly sew in, help us get a Hebrew school happening to bless them. There is a new move of God, and this is the last thing I'm sharing. <laughs> there can be questions if you want. And it's called the Christian Agency for Israel. It's, it's a bit of a gathering of different uh, moves of loving Israel. You know, there's, and it's right in Florida, Lakeland. And they have been able to not only been sowing into different things God's doing in Israel, but even in other places in the world. And they, and it's time, there's conferences that are coming up now where people are saying, I didn't even know about Ali, and now I hear everyone talking about it because it's something that God's doing. And they said, We want to be positioned, and I'm part of it, positioned as the uh, sheep nation most bold expression of sheep nations, to be the most bold expression of sheep nations in this redemptive process. Here's a little video about it. Jewish immigrants are claiming their destiny and returning home to Israel, and they need your support. Shalom. I'm Chaim the Galilean, and as a member of the Christian Agency for Israel, and as director of the Aliyah Return Center, we help Jewish people make their return to the Promised Land. We house and care for them at our historic facilities near the Sea of Galilee through support from incredible donors. Becoming a monthly donor to the Christian Agency for Israel directly aids the needy through our partnerships. Join us at ChristianAgencyForIsrael.org to make a difference today. Let's pray, and if you have any questions, then I can answer those. Lord, we just thank you for this gathering together of your servants, of your children, and we thank you that you're doing a move in this earth, proving your word to be true. We thank you, Lord, that you love us so much to have purchased that realty in our hearts. 
with which to do redemptive actions from. We thank you, Lord, that you're, you are real and you, you are returning and you're proving that your, your word is true verse by verse, line by line. We just thank you, Lord, for those who even in this place say we're part of it. We're part of the redemption wherever we are. And we want to be part of what you're doing in Israel too. We're ready to even uh, pray. We're ready to join the altar of prayer and pray online. We're ready to go and serve alongside you there. We're ready to even sow in. So we just pray a blessing on this little refuge of your presence right here in Florida. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. So again, last thing, the biggest need right now is this Hebrew school, which we want to do. It's about $1,000 a month. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise him indeed. Um, Heim will be available for questions right after we, um, we take care of this. Um, so you folks can shoot any questions up to him, okay? So... Have you been blessed this evening? Amen. Amen. I know I've been blessed, and it's been an awesome, awesome time. And so we are going to give you an opportunity this evening to, number one, bless Israel, and then number two, bless Haim and his particular uh, ministries. If you're making a check out, you can make it out to C-A-F-I. C-A-F-I. If you um, need to know how to spell thousand, it's T-H-O-U-S-A-N-D. Bless the Lord. Okay, so if the ushers would come forward, please, and we appreciate their, that help. Okay, so the um, the ushers will be coming down. Thank you for the lights. Go ahead, um, ush, ushers, ush. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. There's some uh, guests here tonight. We welcome you in the name of Yeshua. Uh, we're pleased to have you with us. Um, we know that you've been blessed. Amen. Okay, so uh, Haim, would you like to come up and just, um, if anybody's got any uh, uh, questions? Oh, praise the Lord. Yeah, if you have any questions, be glad to answer about any of those things going on. Thanks for having me. I'm discovering what Southern hospitality is. <laughs> they were telling me about this thing called grits. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's a pomegranate, uh, which is a symbol of fruitfulness. What? Uh, yeah. One of the seven species that grow really well in the hot climate of Israel. 
Yes, yes, yes. Believe it or not, there is actually a family right here that is considering going to Israel. And there's someone right here going, considering their journey. And sometimes God has people just come around those someones and, and bless. You know how that's just how it works. It's like it's... Yeah, okay, question is, is it open for travel? No, right now it has been a tough time. Yeah, it's, they're way, last year. Yeah. Uh, when will it be open? I hope soon. I'm really praying that it'll be by Hanukkah, this, Hanukkah this year. When is, when is Christmas time? I think it's around, it's similar to that time. 25th? Oh, so that's my guess, but I don't have enough facial hair or carry a stick to know the future. You know, he has a better candidacy for... <laughs> okay, stay here. I just want to uh, uh, pray for you. Let's, let's pray for Haim, his family, his ministry, even right now. Abba Father, we give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory this night. We acknowledge that you are our, you are our God, that we are your people, Lord. And we are people of the word and people of the promise. And we stand on those promises and prophecies today, even as we see them being fulfilled before our very eyes. And we thank you for our brother Haim and for his family. We pray for traveling mercies upon them. We pray your blessings, your shalom, your favor, that you would multiply, multiply, multiply every single blessing from above. In the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, amen and amen. Amen. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless the Thank Lord. You, Lord. the kingdom.